1: This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes. Welcome to another edition of the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. With Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes. I am Sterling Holmes. Wait, no, Matt Connor. Jordan Mannix filling in again for the boss. Jordan how you doing I'm doing
2: pretty good man I'm uh, I'm enjoying the preseason but I'm I gotta be honest after after a couple of preseason games I'm usually ready to get things going with the regular season so looking forward to it
1: yeah I'm I'm ready because I when, when the most fun thing you have to talk about with football not being completely back yet, is you playing in a Ryder Cup style golf tournament with 16 guys <laughs> in Branson? Yeah. You, you don't have a lot to talk about, which I did, by the way. Yeah. Uh, it was a blast. A cornhole tournament, lots of beers drank, a lot of bombs hit, a lot of trash talked. We had a lot of fun. Uh, but How'd you shoot? If you don't mind me asking. Not great, but good enough to win money. I'll, I'll put it there.
2: Hey, there you go. That's all that matters.
1: Not That's saying a lot. You've got to Basically,
2: be better than the next guy.
1: I was good enough to stand up straight, right? I I, I knew. <laughs> see, my my goal was get the other guy, your opponent, a little bit. Give him a couple of double vodka lemonades. Oh, for sure. Get him out of his game. You drink the bush yep. lights, and. Yep. That's all day. That's child's play. Come on. It's mind games. I
2: I like it. I'm the Reggie
1: Miller of of golf. I just trash talk (laughs) the entire time.
2: Nice. Nice.
1: Well, I like it. for everyone listening, we're not going to talk about the horrible golf game that I had. Uh, we will talk about some roster cuts, some guys in the bubble. We'll talk about the 53-man roster, what we project is going to happen. Jordan Mannix has done a, uh, a fun job going through. We talked about a little bit before he came on. Uh, some of the individual players he thinks is going to make the roster, some of the guys he thinks is going to get cut, some guys who are on the fringe. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. Before we get into that, though, i got to say... Go to manscaped.com. Promo code fanside20. If you want to, you like watching Mahomes throw balls, take care of your own balls. Go to manscaped.com. Uh, yeah. Get the lawnmower 4.0. I get it. It's crass. I understand, Jordan, but sometimes that's what happens. You got to be crass. This is how you get people to go. You got to get it. Fanside20. Like 20% off free shipping. It's awesome. I used it myself. I told them I'm not going to promote a product unless I actually get to use it. It's a great product. It works. It's way better than scissors for all you people out there using scissors or other things that you should not be using. Go fansighted20, manscaped.com, free shipping and 20% off. All right, Jordan, enough talking about those balls. Let's talk about some football. What, who, who who's on the bubble? Who, who are some of the names that you're really interested in watching, especially this upcoming preseason game?
2: Yeah. So I, I would say probably, and this is in my estimation about how it is every single year with the Chiefs. I mean, they're one of the best teams in the league. Usually there's only about four to five spots really up for grabs on the team. So, you know, I, I've got about 48 guys that I think are, are probably a lock to make the team. So why don't we, let's go ahead and start with just the wide receiver position and kind of talk through that. Cause I actually think that's probably going to be one of the most interesting. So, you know, right off of bat, you obviously got Tyree kill, McCole Hardman, both making the team. Those are going to be the starters at the position. I think despite, kind of some of the consternation lately with how he's handled kick return duty or punt return, I should say, moving backwards, doesn't seem to know how to move forward. Um, Even Dave Tobe mentioned it in uh, his latest uh, press conference. I think Demarcus Robinson is probably going to make the team. I just don't really see a way they brought him back at a veteran minimum. He is a knowledgeable guy in the offense, obviously, produced produce for you here or there. I think just the way things stand, he probably makes the team. And then honestly, the only two other guys that I think are, are locked at this position are Byron Pringle. And I really think at this point you're talking about Fountain being a lock for the team. I, I thought that he was uh, really explosive in both the last two preseason games. And I, I know it's preseason, but... He seems to kind of have that physical ability that maybe... And when I say physical, I mean kind of that rough-and-tumble, you know, uh, uh, extra cedar type physicality that we haven't had uh, for a few years. And that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be, you know, a focal point in the offense. But I really was impressed just by the way he handled himself in the last two games. And so, for me, you know, they carried... Uh, let's see, six wide receivers going into the season last season. So there's definitely an opening for one more guy to make it in my estimation. But you're talking about Jared Dieter, you're talking about Marcus Kemp, and you're even talking about Cornell Powell potentially not making the team. So I'm curious to hear, you know, from the guys that I kind of went through as well as the guys that I think on the bubble, I mean, any, any thoughts there?
1: A lot of thoughts, Jordan. A lot of thoughts. First, Tyreek Hill is an absolute lock. McCole Hardman is a lock as well. Although I did think about it. If McColl was drafted in the fifth round, would he be a lock? Or is it because of his second round tag? That's why he's a lock. I get it. Also, you can't teach speed. Uh, But he always seems to be the guy who is off of off kilter with Patrick. He never seems to be on the same page yeah. as Patrick, which is a huge deal. Uh, but I do think McColl is a lock. I think Byron Pringle is a lock. They like what he does. He's not the most explosive. He's not the biggest guy, but he's someone that the coaching staff trusts. He does all the little things. I think he's a lock as well. Demarcus Robinson's interesting. If I because mean, what Dave Tobe said was pretty scathing. Like w- when yeah. we when he was asked the question about it, everyone thought he was joking, but. That wasn't really a joke. He was ripping Mm -hmm. into DeMarcus Robinson, and it didn't even seem like just special teams. He was, just to me, that was a bad look. Dave Tope has Mm -hmm. a lot of pull. I don't think DeMarcus Robinson is going to miss the team, uh, but I wouldn't be completely shocked if he was. Again, it's a one-year deal. If you think Cornell Powell is going to end up getting snagged on waivers, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you if you don't think you can get him on the practice squad, well, then maybe D-Rob is the cut because you, mm-hmm. you can probably be fine without D-Rob. If you trust McColl, if you trust Fountain, if you trust Byron Pringle, you know, maybe that's the way they go. Um, right now... I, I think Powell's probably the, the, the guy on the outside looking in. Again, all the hype around Fountain. It's only a fifth-round tender on Cornell Powell. Mm-hmm. I think they will try to put Powell on practice squad. And if he gets picked up, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we were that deep. We like what we have. Mm-hmm. Because I think Marcus Kemp gets that sixth wide receiver spot. I, sure. think, I think Kemp gets it based on his... Special teams play, like I said, with Dave Tobe. He he does have some pull. He gets to have some of his guys, uh, some of his special teamers, and I think Kemp is so good, so trusted on special teams. Your sixth wide receiver, it's not Madden. You're not using your six-wide right. receiver in a lot of games for receptions, right? right. You know, you don't have to rotate him in and out like they make you do in Madden. That's not how it works. They use him for special teams. That's where he thrives. So I think Kemp makes it. So where I stand right now is I think Cornell Powell is actually on the outside looking in.
2: Yeah, and I actually I 100% agree on the DeMarcus Robinson piece. To tell you the truth, the only reason I think he makes the team this time around is because from a just a purely offensive production standpoint, Powell has, I mean, done almost nothing. Dieter's done almost nothing. And, and at that point, you're kind of just throwing darts at the dartboard with a couple of these, these other guys. So simply because he's been on the team, he knows the offense, he's you know a locker room guy type thing, I'm with you. If, if somebody had stepped up, if Powell had stepped up, I think he easily could have snagged that spot it's actually really kind of disappointing because, you know, everything you heard out of Chiefs training camp was, you know, how well Cornell Powell was doing, you know, Patrick Mahomes called him the beast. I just, you know, I've been kind of disappointed in the fact that he really hasn't produced anything in the preseason so far. So it'll be an interesting uh, position to watch, but I do have some thoughts as well on the offensive line, unless you want to talk any more about the wide receivers.
1: No, let's roll it. Go to, go to the O-line, babe. Go to, go to the big boys.
2: Yeah. So I actually, when I, when I had my first run through here, I picked nine guys that I thought we would carry. And I was kind of like, you know, that that seemed like a lot. So I looked at last season, and we went into the season with seven guys on the offensive line. I do think they're probably going to at least carry one or two additional ones here. And, and part of that is just the offense is so good that if you if you simply get derailed by the fact that guys get injured and you don't have guys who know your system, I just think it's worth carrying an additional offensive lineman or two. So obviously here starters, I got Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney, Fred Humphrey, Trey Smith, and Lucas Niang. As the backups, I got Mike Remmers. I think he's pretty much a lock. I've got Andrew Wiley because yeah. he's got some versatility. It's really that Nick Allegretti, Austin Blythe, Ron Gubernay, Tardy. I'm a little, I'm a little bit skeptical in this respect. I think there might be a good chance that LDC gets left off the roster, and I know he's hurt, so it's possible. You know, he gets put on IR. I think they're going to put Kyle Long, obviously, on IR. But in terms of who they would actually bring back to the roster, I, I'm not sure it's going to be LDT because Allegretti's been with the team for a while, just like LDT has. Why they brought in during the offseason, I think they want to maintain some depth at that center position. So I'd be a little surprised if they let him go after signing him this offseason. So I'd be curious to hear your take on the LDT situation and whether or not. I mean, I would have guessed, you know, take last year on the equation. Just since he's been with the team, he's been serviceable. He might not be starter quality at this point, but as a backup, you'd assume he, he's a pretty good backup. But I'd be curious to, to hear your take on whether or not he's a lock.
1: First things first, what a great problem to have for Kansas City. You go off of a Super Bowl loss where offensive line was the biggest issue, and then all of a sudden we're talking about guys who could probably be starting on a lot of NFL teams, and they are going to be getting cut. Just shows the work that Brett Veach did this offseason. Obviously, I agree with your starting five. I think Mike Rimmers is a lock. I agree with Andrew Wiley as well. I I think Kyle Long starts off on the what the the, the pup list the pup physically mm-hmm. unable to perform. Uh, I I forget the the length. I forget if that was three or six weeks you have to be on there for. Um, but when it comes down to Nick Allegretti, I think they do like his versatility. I think they like that he can play center and guard. Um, mm-hmm. Austin Blythe sports hernia right now. We'll see what happens there. I've been saying this for a couple months now. I, I've been saying if LDT didn't have his contract, which is a good chunk of change. He wouldn't be Bro. on this roster. We wouldn't be in this situation at all. He he would have already been cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we keep acting like LDT is some guy who was a stud the year before he mm-hmm. took the year off. That wasn't the case. He hasn't been very good for a couple years now, and I, I don't see him taking a year off. The year before he mm-hmm. wasn't that very he wasn't very good. I don't see him all of a sudden reverting back and being a great offense alignment. I just don't see it. If the Chiefs decide that they are more talented without LDT, if they feel more comfortable with the versatility they have without him, that to me makes sense. Take the money out of it. It's a sunk cost. Mm -hmm. He's getting paid whether or not he plays or not, right? So why not go Mm -hmm. with your best at that point? I don't know if they'll end up seeing it that way, but... I I almost hope they – nothing against LDT again. Nothing against him as a person. He's a fine football player. He's probably going to get picked up and start on another team. Very high possibility. Just when you are so deep like Kansas City is, when you have so much talent like Kansas City does along this offensive line, you're going to have to make tough decisions, and I think LDT could be that tough decision.
2: Yeah, and actually that's, that's a great point about the contract. I hadn't really factored that in yet. I, I do agree, though. I still think, man, the Allegretti versatility, bringing Blythe in, right? the sports hernia, I, I'm not a doctor, but I have this, it's like I remember sports as being something you can come back a little bit more quickly from, so we'll see. But, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I, I think it might be time um, to move on from the LVT uh, situation, but it's definitely, like you said, great problem to have. It's going to be one of the more – Interesting positions to watch. Again, I think they roll with eight and then have Kyle Long potentially join the team later on in the season, but it will be interesting to watch.
1: I mean in hell, I I think Yasir Durant is even a pretty solid offensive lineman. I watched him at Mizzou. Yep. I, I thought he was a very solid o-, o lineman there, you know. This is a good problem to have for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You're getting to the point where you're so talented that no longer are, are are the Chiefs trying to scour the waiver wires come cut day, trying to pick up other guys' players. Now other teams are scouring trying to pick up former Kansas City Chiefs once they make yeah. their cuts. I want to move to tied in next. Um, yep. Down to four guys now. Jody Fordson, Travis Kelsey, Noah Gray, um, obviously Blake Bell. Do all four make the roster? Is only three making the roster? Yeah. I, so I'll tell you my first. I think all four make it. I think they're going to try mm-hmm. and find a way to make all four make the roster. I think they like what Jody Fortson brings. I think that Blake Bell brings uh, the the blocking. I think Blake Bell's a lock. I think Noah Gray's a lock. And I think Travis Kelsey's a lock. So it comes down to, can they find a spot for Jody Fortson? And I think, yes, they find a spot for Jody Fortson.
2: Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I mean, this is actually, you know, one of the easier easier positions for me. They went into the season last year with four. I think they do the same. Here. I, I just don't see, to me, Jody Fortson could be kind of what they envisioned Demetrius Harris being. I mean, I think people forget, like, the, the thing that sucks about Demetrius Harris, he couldn't, he wasn't a consistent catcher of the ball, obviously. That was his biggest problem. But outside of that, the guy was an incredible athlete. He was even a decent blocker. I think what we've seen from Jody Fortson, if, if they can actually get him A little bit involved. I don't expect him to have, you know, 400 yards by any means, but could he have, you know, 200 yards, 250? I think he's that type of athlete that if you want to run with a two tight end set that's, you know, heavy on the pass, he's the perfect type of candidate for that with his size. And he really has demonstrated an impressive improvement in blocking as well. So yeah, I actually thought this was one of the easier positions to evaluate. I don't I – see don't, the, the only person I was, like, thinking about, I was like, I haven't heard too much from Blake Bell, but Blake Bell is a really solid blocker. He's a really solid veteran. They obviously brought him back again in the offseason. That's not an end-all, be-all, but I, I agree with you. I, I think this is a position where we see the four remaining players
1: make the roster. Quarterback. We'll make this easy. Two quarterbacks: Mahomes, Chad Henney, Drunk off Henne, uh, you know anything thing is possible. What a phenomenal fantasy football team name! Just using Chad Henne anywhere you can. We got the same guys here, just those two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean it, it's kind of a bummer. Shane
2: Shelley actually has, has looked nice in the in the preseason, but you know the Chiefs aren't the type of team at you know if. if if you know hypothetically something were to happen at the quarter pre- quarterback position, it's not like Buchele is a guy who would you know come in and, and move the change or anything like that. So yeah, I think uh, they're rolling with
1: those two guys. Figure. Let's let's make that one easy. Let's go to let's go to running back. Running back. I think they keep three. I think the three is already locked up. Jarek McKinnon, Darrell Williams, Clyde edwards Hilaire, Nothing against. You know, nothing against Darwin Thompson. I, I like Darwin Thompson, but I think his time has come and go. I think he's going to get picked up by another team. I don't think he makes it through the practice squad waivers. I think he gets picked up. But the Chiefs' running back room with these three guys is extremely, extremely deep and talented. All three of these guys could pick up and be a starter, and I would have no qualms with it. Um, what are your thoughts here?
2: Yeah, I have the same thing. I mean, I, I think it's you know, obviously Edward Lair. Daryl Williams has really shown last season in particular that he can carry the load. And we've still kind of yet to see Jarrett McKinnon really – I mean, he, he's shown some flashes, right, but we've heard a ton out of camp about him. I'm still waiting to see really that type of burst that, that we've heard about. But I just they, – they went into last season with, you know, four including uh, the Shermanator – and so I, I kind of looked at this as, you know, running back and fullback, four players. So I had Mike Burton as the four. And, yeah, I have, sure. I have Darwin Thompson on the outside looking in. I mean, unfortunately for him, he kind of started to look a little bit more productive, you know, near the end of the game on Saturday. But he just, he just hasn't shown enough. And, and he's had every opportunity, to tell you the truth. And so, yeah, I'm with you. I think he's probably the, the odd man out here.
1: We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and talk defense after this quick timeout. Welcome back to the Airhead Attic podcast. I am Sterling Holmes again, no Matt Connor joined by Jordan Mannix. Jordan, we talked offense, we talked about the roster cuts going on over there, what we think is going to play out. Let's talk some defense now. Where do you want st- to Let's start with linebacker, okay? Linebacker to me is is one of the most exciting aspects because I believe last year they only kept four linebackers, and I think up to six have the potential of making it this year. Where do you feel about the linebacker position?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely with you there. I, the only reason I would say I, I'd be hesitant with six is my expectation is they're going to play a ton of three safety looks. It, it sort of seems like that's where Spagnolo has leaned late in the season last year, but That could be potentially just because of depth at linebacker. So this actually will be a really interesting position. I've got Willie Gay and Anthony Hitchens, obviously, as your lock for starters. Nick Bolton's looked fantastic, really excited about him. So I think he's definitely a lock. Even though Neiman, you know, he's, he's kind of caught the consternation of Chiefs Kingdom over the last few years. I think the coaching staff loves him. And even though he's a little bit limited physically, He's still able to do a good enough job that, you know, he, he's not probably your worst linebacker in the unit. So it'll be interesting. I, I've got four as definite locks. Um, I think, you know, really who you're talking about is potentially the odd men on the outside is Dorino Daniel and Darius Harris. So at this point, Dorino Daniel, I, I know he's a special teams guy, so that could be kind of his you know, his way onto the roster this season. But outside of that, I mean, I I can't remember the last time this guy made a play. I mean, he was, you know, a a top pick, and I think he was a third-round pick near the end of the third round um, a few years back. You kind of expected a little bit more out of him at this point. So, you know, kind of to your point earlier, if there's a guy on the roster that you think maybe has some potential, I could see them – opting for somebody like, you know, a Darius Harris over a Dorian O'Daniel. Again, I'm a little skeptical they keep six. Um, I think it's a deeper position than it's been the last couple years. What it boils down to me, for me, is whether or not they want to run three safeties or or two. If they they want to kind of do the classic two-safety look, you're probably looking at five or six linebackers. If they think they're going to run a lot of three-safety, they're probably going to keep... Five safeties, um, so I, I would just say it kind of depends, but those are my thoughts. What are What are you thinking? Yeah,
1: 100%, because I think they do play more of that 4 two, 5 That seemingly is what Spags likes to do. I like Darius Harris, though. I think Darius Harris, <laughs> Anthony Hitchens, Nick Bolton, uh, Willie Gay Jr. Um, it comes down to, I guess, Ben Neiman and Dorian O'Daniel. Sure. Oh, that's tough, man. That's tough. I I don't know which way they're gonna go. I, I don't I don't know because they, they seemingly like Ben Neiman because Ben Neiman doesn't make the mistakes. They they seemingly like what he brings to the table. You know what you're gonna get. Not not a phenomenal player by any means, but he's that great story. Um, but you know, at some point, you get you gotta eventually have more talent there, right? Like mm-hmm. I think Darius Harris yeah. is more talented. Sure. If, if you're gonna go the talent route, I think that's the way you go. Dorian O'Daniel, great special teamer, but how long does that keep you on the team? If Matt Kemp – I mean, Matt Kemp's back and healthy this year. Or Marcus Kemp, Mm -hmm. I apologize. Marcus Kemp's back and healthy this year. If that's your special team ace, maybe Dorian O'Daniel's not on special teams because you you feel comfortable with some other guys that you have on special teams because you don't want to just say, all right, well, he's our special teams guy, but we don't feel comfortable at all putting him into the game defensively. If that's how you feel about Dorian (laughs) O'Daniel, that's a liability. So yeah. I, I think linebacker is going to be the one to be completely honest and transparent defense. I don't feel as strongly and confident about as I do offensively by mm-hmm. who they keep, but linebacker is the one spot defensively. I think I'm most interested in to see which way it shakes out.
2: Yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean to your point, I, I think part of that is just that you've seen bags adapt really last season in particular. I mean, they played a lot of, of three, you know, four, three, four, you know, up until kind of the second half of last season, and they really gravitated to that
1: 350 look.
2: So I'm with you. I, I definitely had a lot more questions. This one was a tough position for sure.
1: So let's go to the D line. We know about the Locks. We know about Jaron Reed. We know about Derek Naughty, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Alex Okafor. Let's go to some of the. The ones we might not be talking about as much, some of the guys that could potentially be on the bubble. I'm going to give you some names, and you tell me in or out, all right? Okay. All right, Mike Dana, in, out. I
2: think, yep, I think he's in.
1: Okay, we both agree there. Jamone Harris. Uh, I think he's out. Okay. Joshua Kando. I think he's in. I, I actually, Kando, to me,
2: He's a project, and I—we've talked. You and I have talked about this before. Right? Kind of frustrating that you had Tano Pass Neil, who was kind yes. of a project. You just sort of started reaping the benefits, and you let him go. I think Tano, though, he, he's definitely the type of guy who could be a productive player for you, so I, I definitely
1: see him sticking around. Tim Ward.
2: This one is tough. So I, Tim Ward, is kind of the first guy out. To me, potentially because you know I have the Chiefs carrying nine defensive linemen, and if if they keep Okafor, Wharton, Saunders, Dana, and Kando, I think they'd probably let Tim Ward walk.
0: Mm.
1: I think they find a way for Tim Ward. I don't know who they're going to end up releasing, but they have to find a way for (laughs) Tim Ward. Tim Ward has been so productive. I get it; he's not as explosive. But where I sit now, when it comes to the projects at D end. My thing is, I'm tired of them. Why do we? Why yeah. do they keep getting projects and just starting over from scratch? I get it. Like guys yeah. like Dana and, and, and Tim Ward, they're not as flashy. They don't have quite the upside, but you know what you're getting out of them. Sure. T- Tim Ward has done nothing but produce when given opportunity. Yeah. At some point, that has to count for something. Instead of talking about potential, this is a Super Bowl winning, Super Bowl caliber team. At some point, you know what? let's put the best players out there. Let's put up players who get it done. I get it. You want to have potential for the future, but Tim Ward's a young dude as well. I think they find a way for Tim Ward. Um, You know, I guess you talked about it. Tershawn Warden, Colin Saunders, uh, Nadi, all three of those guys, they make it. Yeah, yeah, I
2: just... And again, I mean, I have five spots that are open. So it's not like I think there's no way they can keep Tim, Tim Ward I just think if they keep 10 more, they're keeping 10 defensive linemen. And they went into last season with nine. They could keep 10. It's very possible. I just it, It's tough to say for sure. That's a lot at, along the defensive line.
1: I guess we could also say this could come with the caveat of whatever happens to Frank Clark because I feel like we still haven't sure. gotten a ton of information yep. regarding uh, Frank Clark the Shark. Uh, let's go to... Let's just say defensive backs as a whole. Because mm-hmm. I think some guys might be playing a little bit of safety, some guys might be playing a little bit of corner. Sure. Uh, you know how they do the four two five. It could be a little bit of a hybrid. I, I like going this way better. I think it's a little bit easier going down just name by name, if you if you're down mm-hmm. with this Jordan. DeAndre yeah, see, uh, Baker.
2: I I think he I think he's in. I think He, he, to me, I mean, number one, he's demonstrated consistency, but I really think he's got some pretty significant upside, so I I definitely think he sticks around.
1: Do you think he starts, or is he going to be one of the first guys off the bench?
2: I think first guy off the bench. I I think he could start eventually. I don't know that he's shown quite that much, but I think he's going to be that fourth or fifth guy coming off the bench, so I've got pretty high hopes for him.
1: Rashad Fenton.
2: I'm definitely keeping him around. Yeah. has yeah. been super consistent for the team.
1: Yeah, he he's one of those guys where he's the Tim Ward defensively in the in the quarterback yeah. room where he's like he's not <laughs> yep. flashy, not a ton of upside, but he just finds a way to get it done. That is Rashad Fenton. Yep. Mike Hughes.
2: Yes. I I think he hasn't been great this preseason, but I think he's shown potential for sure. I, I'm excited about Mike Hughes.
1: I, I think this one is is going to be either yes or no for, for a lot of people. This is going to be the one that people argue over. Bo Peat Keys.
2: I have him making it. I mean, so I, I have 10 DBs total for them. Uh, I think I've got six uh, cornerbacks and, and four safeties. So I, I have him making it, but I could easily see if they want to keep a Tim Ward or a Dorian O'Daniel or somebody like that. Um, I I could see him being on the outside. He was kind of a fringe guy for me.
1: So we obviously have Honey Badger. We have Dan, Dirty Dan Sorensen and Juan Thornhill. Those three, I assume, are are locks for both of us. (laughs) Armani Watts. Does does Armani Armani Watts make it again?
2: So I I have him as the fourth safety. Again, you make a good point before we kind of started this position that you know, some of these guys who play corner, they might, you know, put them out to safety and, and vice versa. So I, I currently have him as the fourth safety and I think if they wanna stick with these guys playing, you know, pretty strictly to, you know, their positions on the depth chart, so to speak, I think he makes the team. If they feel, you know, like a guy like, you know, Devon Key has more upside potentially I think he could sneak onto the roster instead of an Armani Watts. Um, But yeah, Watts to me, just because again, special teams, I think he's, he's probably a guy that, you know, even though, you know, it's tough because he doesn't really produce anything defensively, but again, he, he's kind of a good special teamer. So some of those guys tend to make the team, but he's, he's kinda of up in the air, another one of those fringe guys for me, but I have him making the roster.
1: Well, Devon Key, that's the one that I wanted to talk about because he started off training camp extremely hot. There sure. was so much buzz around him. It's kind yeah. of died off recently. You're thinking it's gonna be Watts over Key. You think Key is on the outside looking in?
2: I just I think that he they put him in a position, they gave him opportunities on Saturday. And I actually think, uh, last week, not, not the second preseason, but the first preseason game as well. I think he's got burned a couple times. And yeah. I mean, you know, they've seen him a ton in practice. So part of it is, you know, a couple plays in the preseason don't necessarily determine a guy's slot on the roster. I just, I have not seen anything from him to really make me excited about him as a prospect. And at least with Armani Watts, he's been on the team. He he can produce a little bit. It's not he's not as non-existent as say like a Dorian O'Daniel. He's at least a little bit more involved with that. So I, I just I struggle to think Devon Key is going to make the roster. But you know he's definitely a guy I could see if, if they just loved him in training camp and think he has potential. He could sneak onto the roster,
1: and then Legarius and Charvarius, I assume, are going to be the guys yeah. rounding out, rounding out the secondary. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. All right, I, I feel like we agree a lot here. I think Bo Peek, Keys, I think uh, Devon Key, and Armani Watts, that's where you're going to see probably three guys who have the most to gain, the most to lose when it comes down to the cuts. I think they got to find a way to get DiCaprio Boodle on the team because that name alone it, is just yeah. outstanding.
2: I actually had him marked as a guy that was kind of on the fringe. I, I think he probably is on the outside looking in just because – they're carrying so many BBs but you know I agree with you. I mean, he was he was actually making some plays. So again, he's maybe one of those guys. If you think he's got potential, you give him the nod over a guy who doesn't really produce defensively, like an Armani Watt.
1: See, this is what's so fun, though, is we're talking about guys, and again, it's way easier on our our side when we just talk about this for a living. It's easy to take the emotion sometimes out of it because at the end of the day these are guys sure. who will be getting cut so it's we I, anything that i i'm probably speaking for you as well anything that we say we, we don't take any any joy in saying this guy's not going to make the roster. Sure. we don't take any any sort sure. of joy it's nothing personal it's nothing along those lines because again i always end up feeling bad when guys get cut like even taco charlton i was like man that really sucks yeah. just you feel for these guys because this is their livelihood. They put their heart and soul into everything they've done to get to this point. And I think what's so yeah. special, though, at least for some of these guys, they're going to get a lot of other opportunities. Kansas City is in such a sure. good spot. They're so talented, so deep at so many positions. Other teams uh, are going to pick these guys up, and they have the Andy Reid touch. They've they they they've, yep. they've been around some of these guys, and they're you know they've been around some championships. They've been around a Super Bowl, so. You know, I, I'm hoping that a lot of these guys, say it's Darwin Thompson, say it's guys we've seen in the Kansas City Chiefs uniform for a while now, uh, if they're not here, I hope they at least get another opportunity.
2: Well, and I, the last thing I'll say, too, is, you know, I, I think you'd rather be cut from the Chiefs than cut from, say, you know, not to, not to bash on the Raiders, but you'd rather be cut from the Chiefs and the Raiders and you know, at the end of the day, you might get brought, I, I think there's a number of these guys, you know, even a Darwin Thompson, um, you know, a Garrett Dieter, those guys are, you know, probably, unless they get claimed, are the Chiefs are probably going to bring back a Darwin Thompson, just because if you got him on the practice squad, somebody goes down, that's an easy guy you can pull back up. He's at least familiar with the guys, familiar with the scheme. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think you know, it's definitely a tough thing. It's sad. But at the end of the day, um, being on the Chiefs is probably going to extend some of these guys' careers.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, too, being on the Chiefs practice squad might be better than being on the New York Jets actual squad. So <laughs> yeah. you got you got that going yeah. for you guys. Um, for sure. Jordan, this was a lot of fun. We'll leave it right here. Jordan Mannix, follow him on Twitter. Where can people find you? What do you got going on next? Uh, I always appreciate yeah. you filling in for for Matt Connor. I mean, we, we got to like we got to tell Matt something like like you're you're a great filling for the boss.
2: <laughs> well, thanks man. I appreciate it. You can uh, you can tell the viewers find me on Twitter at @NFL. I've also got my own podcast that I put out. I I should be doing about one a week during the season. You can find that at Casey unrestricted that's the Chiefs unrestricted podcast and you know, as always I'll be putting out weekly content on Arrowhead Attic.
1: Before we get out of here, Chiefs and STL, how much do you hate or like Emo's Pizza?
2: You know, I, I'm not a, a diehard fan by any means. I mean, I'll, I'll be I'll be completely honest. Pizza is one of those things in St. Louis that's just not very good. They're horrendous. The
1: it's it's crackers yeah. with ketchup, yeah. and they go, "All right, <laughs> let's make the let's make fake cheese, yeah. throw it on there, yeah. and call it a day." Yep. No, yep. it's terrible. It's, no, to me, yeah, it's, it, Emo's Pizza is the Dave Matthews Band of pizza. You either love <laughs> it or you hate it, and I hate it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Like I hear that all the time. I, I'm kind of in between. If somebody gives me a slice, I'll, I'll give it a try. But yeah, I'm definitely never going out of my way to get emo pizza. So, mm. well,
1: so come on, Chiefs fans. Be nice to Jordan. <laughs> Be nice to him. He can't help it, okay? He can't help it. But... Thank you guys for listening. If you want to drop us a review, you can. Uh, Apple Music, wherever you guys listen to your podcast, always appreciate it. Uh, Matt will be back with me next week. Until then, stay safe. Let's hope the Chiefs win another game. I don't care. It's a preseason. Let's go 3-0. and I want the Chiefs to win every game. It matters to me. We're out of here.
0: For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a
1: culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe.